Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Astrologer Bill Atride radio show. I'm Bill Atride, and today is our ninth show of 2022. Um, I'm sorry I was not able to do a show on in November. There was a lot going on in my personal life and other things. Uh, so here I am today, and I thought today, since we are so close to the new year, we begin taking a look at what changes we might expect in the planetary conditions in 2023 and further out. And so that will be the focus of today's show. Of course, it can uh, may wander into other territories as well, but that's that's the plan. Uh, and uh, of course, I'll, I'll spend the first part of the show as usual doing a little talk here about that and then uh, turn to you callers there and call on you for whatever question you may have for me, whether it's about today's show or about your chart or someone else's chart. And, um, and when I do that, just uh, give me your first name, if you will. Um, I'll call on you using your area code so you know it's I'm trying to reach you, hopefully. Uh, and, um, and then uh, if you have a question, just uh, let me know what that is or a comment you want to make. And if you want to talk about your chart or someone else's chart, I would at least need uh, a date of birth and a place of birth to do that. And if you have time of birth, I can tell you that much more. Um, and of course, if you want to reach me for uh, talking about a future topic or looking at your own chart for reading, perhaps, you can reach me through my email, which is my name, Bill Atri, that's B-I-L-L-A-T-T-R-I-D-E at gmail.com. Or you can reach me through various social media sites, both the blog site here and Instagram and Facebook and all the, all the various sites. And on a number of those sites, there's also my telephone, which you could reach me by that directly as well and leave a message for me if you don't reach me, which is often the case since I'm either in a session or, or something like that or writing. Um, but certainly I will get back to you as soon as I can. Um, and I just want to also then uh, talk about uh, some of the things that are going on right now. Um, we're, we're now approaching the next Mercury retrograde at the end of December here. And uh, so we all should be beginning to feel those effects. There is that window when Mercury has reached the point at which it will turn retrograde, uh, retrograde back to, as it were. So it moves through a sign and then reaches a point the furthest it will go, goes back to a certain point. And we will cross into that range of the retrograde, and that's what's happened. And, and then we'll, we'll retrograde for several weeks and then turn direct again in January. We'll talk about that uh, in the show today. Um, and, and also um, just talk about other phenomena that we can expect in the coming year uh, in, in the show that I have planned for today. Okay? Um, but certainly, um, uh, do reach out to me if you wish, and uh, I hope you're all having a, a safe and pleasant and uh, celebratory uh, uh, end of the year and, and uh, anticipating a new year and all that, and I uh, hope you're all safe and, and can enjoy uh, hopefully somewhat more safely gathering together this year than we were allowed to do last year or certainly uh, uh, in previous times. So this is uh, to be very much welcomed. Um, and I certainly enjoyed an event like that myself last night, which was great to see friends and family gather together again. Um, anyway, so I thought we would begin this show today um, or have as a focus this show today looking at the, the year ahead. So as we move into these last weeks of 2022, really, right? I thought it would be helpful to look ahead and see what 2023 holds for the astrological conditions we will all be experiencing. 
Um, although there are no major outer, outer planetary alignments to one another, no Saturn squaring Jupiter or Uranus uh, with Pluto, there are major shifts that we are, will be encountering in the months ahead. Uh, these include Pluto beginning to move into the sign of Aquarius after having been in Capricorn since 2008, and Saturn moving from Aquarius into the sign of Pisces. Uh, but before we examine these longer-term shifts, uh, let's look at the, at the yearly phenomena of the lunar and solar eclipses and the Mercury retrogrades, as well as the, the next Phineas retrograde, too. So eclipses. Typically, we experience two lunar or two solar eclipses in any year. And this year, we will have that, that two of each type in the months of April, May, and October. The solar eclipses are always to be considered as more significant, and astrologers often consider that their influence will be in effect for the next six months, which is until the next solar eclipse. The lunar eclipses are much shorter in influence and prevail typically till the next lunar month. Eclipses happen twice a year when the orbital plane of the Earth around the Sun and the orbital plane of the Moon around the Earth align in such a way that one body or the other creates a shadow that is visible to us. In a solar eclipse, the new moon is passing exactly in front of the solar disk, forming a shadow on that part of Earth when it's occurring. When at other new moons, the moon is either too far above or too far below the sun's position. And in a lunar eclipse, that's when the Earth comes between the sun and the moon, and the shadow of the earth falls upon the moon. The first eclipse is a total solar eclipse on April 20th, 2023, at 29 degrees and 50 minutes in Aries. It will be visible partially or wholly in Australia, Indonesia, Timor, Papua, and Papua New Guinea. To understand the significance for oneself, you would look to the house that has about 29 degrees of Aries and or any planets you may have in your chart very close to that degree. Typically, the house where an eclipse is located would be a very important realm of activity in your life for the next six months or so. But you must remember, planets or an alignment like this do not create something good or bad. They just elicit energy forms that you will need to be aware of and need to work with. The experience will be determined by you, given your past actions and your present spiritual awareness. The next eclipse is a lunar eclipse on May the 5th at 14 degrees 58 minutes in Scorpio at about 1.34 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, and so it's not visible in the USA. Again, the significance of this full moon will depend upon where 14 degrees of Scorpio is in your chart, and 15 degrees and so on, and whether you have any planet near to this as well. But this is also a rather special new moon, uh, a full moon, that is, sorry, which is because for many, this is also known as the Buddha full moon, or Visak, as it is said to be that the Buddha was born, achieved enlightenment, and passed at the full moon in Scorpio. The next eclipse is a total solar eclipse on October the 14th at 21 degrees 58 minutes in Libra at around 1.55 p.m. 
and it will be visible from Oregon, Nevada, Utah, New Mexico, Texas, the Yucatan, and partially throughout much of the USA. Consider where in your chart you have 22 degrees of Libra or any planet near to that degree to understand the significance of the area of life being activated for you for the next six months. And here is something to note. There'll be another very significant eclipse six months later, 2024. And that eclipse crosses the midsection of the USA from the southwest to the northeast. I mentioned this eclipse back in 2017 because the August 2017 total eclipse also went across the midsection of the USA from the northwest to the southeast. And it seems significant that these two eclipses, in effect, have formed an X where the two eclipse paths meet in southern Illinois. Finally, the last eclipse of 2023 will be a lunar eclipse on October 28 at 5 degrees 9 minutes of Taurus at around 4.24 p.m. And so, again, not visible in the USA. Look to where your house, what house has five degrees of Taurus in your chart, and that will be the area of your life that you'll experience a lesson in the coming months. Mercury retrogrades. Next up are the Mercury retrogrades for 2023. And for each retrograde, it is important to note what degrees of the zodiac it reverses through and to see what house or houses of your chart it is activating. For all of us, the Mercury retrograde period affords an opportunity to become more self-critical, more reflective, and more deeply introspective. It is a spiritual gift so that we may correct our errors of perception, cognition, and communication. Typically, we have three Mercury retrogrades a year, and this is true this year, but with an exception. That is because we will begin the year with Mercury in retrograde already, and it will have begun on December 29th, 2022, and will end on January the 18th, 2023. The first Mercury turning retrograde in 2023 will be on April 21st, and will end with Mercury direct on May 14th, moving from 15 to 5 degrees in Taurus. Behind all reflections and reconsiderations for this period, we will be needing to focus our understanding with regards to our substance and value, of which the ultimate truth being that the universe is made of divine love. The second Mercury retrograde in 2023 will begin on August 22nd and end on September the 15th, with Mercury moving from 22 to 8 degrees in Virgo. For this period, we will have to reconsider our understandings about order and peace with our need to strive to find our way to the source of everlasting peace, which is found in our hearts as it is at the heart of creation. And the third Mercury retrograde of 2023 will begin on December 13th and end on January 1st, 2024, with Mercury moving from 8 to 8 degrees Capricorn to 22 degrees Sagittarius. And this retrograde will help us to bring together our need to not only know the truth, Sagittarius, but to embody it in our roles and responsibilities to Capricorn. Venus retrograde. 
Well, we also have another Venus retrograde in 2023 from July 22 till September 3, moving from 28 degrees to a 12 degrees of Leo. Much like Mercury retrograde, Venus retrograde is an opportunity to turn inward to heal and repair. Mercury retrogrades roughly three times in a year, but Venus retrogrades about every 18 months. Rather than a focus upon the mind, as with Mercury, Venus retrograde encourages us to appreciate the complex hierarchy of values that shape our lives. It is an opportunity to bring forth a more meaningful understanding about how we are held together or drawn apart by what we share or do not share with one another, of the values we share or do not share with one another. The house that Venus moves retrograde in your chart will provide the particular focus for you with regards to the nature of the values you must reconsider during this 40-day period. Okay, well now let's take a look at these major planetary shifts, and we are going to consider two big shifts that lie ahead in 2023, which is Saturn moving into Pisces and Pluto beginning to move into Aquarius. The movement of Saturn through the 12 signs of the zodiac forms one of the principal shapers of our experience of reality. Since Saturn is the planet known as the teacher and rules reality and the hierarchy of institutions in the world, its passage through the signs, the focus for our facing our responsibilities and developing our experience and wisdom from year to year. Since 2020, those lessons have been experienced in the realm of Aquarius. The previous times for Saturn in Aquarius were 1991 to 93, and 1962 to 64, and 1932 to 35. But starting on March 7, 2023, Saturn will focus its influence through the last sign of Pisces until 2025-2026. We should note that the previous times for Saturn in Pisces were 1993 to 96, 1964 to 67, and 1935 to 37. And though the content of those periods is very different from our present day, the basic message of Saturn in Pisces remains the same. As much as Saturn in Aquarius will always be a time of testing and teaching for our social consciousness and conscience, a tester for the strengths or the weaknesses in our communities, for the integrity of our social networks and the depth of our essential humanity, Saturn in Pisces brings us into the final realm in the circle of the living ones, which is to the very question of our faith versus our fears. Every passage of any planet through a sign is an opportunity to rise to the challenge, and we can either move higher or fall backwards. Having witnessed the challenges that the world has encountered since 2020, we can certainly see how well or poorly our communities met the many crises of climate change, of a pandemic, of the many crises and cries for social justice and simple human togetherness, versus our divisions from one another. 
So it, it, it does seem to me to be especially timely for Saturn to turn our attention to the foundations of our journey, to the very essence of what drives our human story, which is the story of spirit. The perennial question of spirit is before us, which is this. Will we find the way to restore our faith and face our fears? Or will we succumb to those fears and fall further from the path of truth and light? Do we mean by this essential nature of truth, of the light that makes all things shining? What is the fountain source of our faith? Behind the whole of creation, encompassing and pervading every particle of every being and every vibration of energy forms, it is there that we find the monad of spirit, the divine spark of creation. And every particle and energy wave of creation is its own hierarchy too, descending from the monad, the most sublime root essence of divine spirit, on down through the dimensions and realms to the most physical, that means that within each particle or energy form, each of the monads in these realms or dimensions of being is striving to rise in its own spiritual development too. That is why the whole of creation can be seen as a great journey of the involution of spirit into matter forms and then the evolution of these forms as they move up the spiritual ladder of light. For all are inspired by the essence that is the one which is omnipresent and all-encompassing. Behind it all, the whole purpose of creation is for the one, for the one spirit to be and become, to unfold through all the hierarchies that are creation, and that is why we are all here to be the one made manifest. This hierarchy of creation is what makes us divine and human. It is why the very core of us never left what we might call heaven. And this is why we say that heaven is within us, because it is truly at the root of one and all. But because we are a hierarchy of energy forms, ranging from the most ethereal down to the less evolved, we are each individually and as a host of beings on our own human journey to become more aligned and guided by the light that is within our higher self. It is by this light that is love that we will lift our own individual hierarchy and our fellow humans into ever higher dimensions of a living faith. We humans began our journey as sparks of the divine. We came from a star, and we will eventually return one day to become our own very star too. Our human self, our human consciousness, rises and falls day in and day out. It rises or falls from year to year and in life after life. Sometimes we are filled with the most loving and self-forgetful intentions and actions. And sometimes there are more troubling thoughts and feelings that shape our actions and our lives. This is what drives the journey of our self-becoming. This is what forms the pathway to perfection, 
framed by karma and dharma. We are on a journey to perfection, and we learn that we have a choice to do and to be better from experiencing the consequences of our thoughts, words, and deeds. Ever inspiring us to move higher on the path of light is our own inner light, our higher self, or spiritual monad, our essential link to the one that is creation, the one that is pure love. When we lose sight of this or feel alone and apart, we fall down into darkness and despair. And when we listen to the gentle, loving spirit that is within us all, we rise and shine brighter for one another too. This is what we must remember every day, and especially now as Saturn moves to the sign of reaping and redemption, of karma and forgiveness. This will be the question behind the messages of Saturn while in Pisces. The question is, do you know and live with some form of this understanding, with this living faith, that you are here to learn one thing, which is how to be a better human, which means to know how to equally have a more, a more self-understanding and self-mastery, yet to live and act with ever greater self-forgetfulness that your journey is to work with your own complex host of hierarchies and energy forms to bring them into alignment with truth and love, that your true work is this great work, which is to lift yourself and one another higher. You will have moments of transcendence and moments when you fall. But if you are to climb higher, you must forgive yourself and one another too. Your path of light is a path of love. It is the path of wisdom, which is revealed by your humility and gratitude. And it is this understanding that you have and will always make your future that will form your living faith and overcome your fear. This is also one of the principal lessons of Pisces, to know why you must, how you should, and when you will make a sacrifice because this is how you live a sacred life, a truly loving life. A measure of any person or society to which they belong is how much they reveal the love that they are, and they do this by how they honor those who came before them, how they conduct themselves with their contemporaries now, and most especially how they consider with love those that will come after them. Pisces is the time of reaping. It is equally the time of the sowing of the seed. Pisces is the last sign. Its meanings and messages concern the entirety of any cycle. How in these fields of the one, we harvest the spiritual gifts of understanding and love, which are to be held and passed on to the next cycle, to the next generation, and beyond. You are the fruit of those who came before you, and your gift to those who come after are formed by your dedication to make possible a better world for one and all. This is Pisces. This is the circle of life. This is the love of the one. 
with Saturn in Pisces, we must understand that we are making the future for those who will look back upon us because our thoughts, words, and deeds will have formed their reality, their fate. This will be the heart of the test with Saturn in Pisces, to face our fears and hold to our faith. With our understanding that we are the makers of our fate, that we have nothing to fear but fear itself, we can remain in the light that is love, with our living faith of being co-creators of creation. And we will, we will see the shadow that is fear fade. When we consider all the gifts of life, of all the many lives, of all the many creatures who form this creation, we see in the end that the story of creation is about the light shining through the whole of it. It is your light. It is what is called that. In Pisces, we remember that all things are shining and that spirit life consciousness forms the fullness of space. This fullness that many call emptiness of space is the pleroma of creation. It is the light that is love, the one. It is you. Well, well, I had hoped to have time to talk about Pluto beginning to enter Aquarius in 2023. Um, uh, but I sort of see that our time is too short, perhaps, for that now, uh, certainly to do it any justice. Um, I, I will have to do, I will need to do, of course, continuously, but I need to do another show then this year in talking about the, the coming year. Um, but given the calendar that's ahead of us here, um, I have things that I have to do, and I will perhaps I have to do this next show on another day of the week. And so I'm thinking perhaps maybe, uh, you get it right in there at the end of the year, maybe do Saturday the 31st of December or something like that. But I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out, and I'll post that uh, in the blog to uh, announce the, the, the show that will focus on Pluto. Um, but perhaps, though, I, I will say this, however, right now. Um, that as much as Pluto in Capricorn was the time, again, once again, for an end of an age, the passage of Pluto in Aquarius will be a time when we'll be, we'll be, we will be asked to begin to build a new world, to begin a new age. Though it has been painful, and at times it's been good, to see the end of an age, it will be an even greater challenge to create a better world for, our, for ourselves and our descendants. But this is our responsibility. This is our duty and our sacrifice to make. So this promises to be a very significant shift in energies that will be informing and shaping our journey through the stars in 2023. And I do look forward to being with you all one more time uh, before we move into the new year. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, of course, I've forgotten to drink as I'm <laughs> talking here. So let me sip some tea. As they say, wet my whistle, click and whistle, um, and turn to the 
the the list here of people waiting to uh, to talk with me and I to talk with you. Um, and again, I just want to remind you that um, that I would want you to uh, give me when I call upon you to give me your name or first name, whatever whatever you prefer to do, so that I uh, can call you something um, and any question you may have um, for me. And uh, and if it's about your own chart or someone else's chart, to give me that information. If I already have it, that's fine, which is often the case. But if I don't, um, please um, uh, let me know and um, uh, what that information is, and I will hopefully be able to answer your question. So I'm going to try to go in order here. Again, it's always difficult to tell who called when, uh, given how it lines up here in, in the in the. Uh, program, but let me start here. Um, so I'm calling on someone, area code 305. You're on with Bill. Who's this? This is Deanna. How are you, Bill? Thank you for your program. Uh, hello. 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 How are you doing, Deanna? Uh, well enough. Well enough. I'm okay. really happy that you're doing this show today. I was wondering um, how this year shapes up for me in the realm of love and health, and you did mention okay. that anyone that has a 15 degrees of Scorpio during an eclipse, and I think I do on my third house. Okay, let me just check out, let me pull up your chart, because um, I do have it here. Yes, so um, I, I have to refer to my, so that 15 degrees of Scorpio, let me, let me go back to my, my notes here because <laughs> it's all uh, I've got my little my little cheat sheet here uh, to see what I was talking about. So 15 degrees of Scorpio is the eclipse that is right at the lunar eclipse on May, May the 5th. Right. May 5th. Yeah. Right. OK. Again, that's a that's just a month long. It's not like having this the solar eclipse, which is, again, more, more more powerful. But it's still a lunar eclipse does mean this will be affecting for you since your sun is in the third house and that's where the moon will be. The sun will be in Taurus. It'll be in the ninth house. It will be a principally be a consideration you're having to make at that time uh, in realms that deal with communication, would deal with my, my understanding of things and how I perceive things. And something has stirred something up in me that I have to face into this. Um, so it doesn't indicate bad news or good news. It's really your own opportunity to sort of challenge yourself. Um, it'd almost be like a Mercury retrograde, basically, which I think it's happening about that time. But anyways, uh, that you are, again, you know your son's in the third house. So this has been a focus of your life to be involved in the communications. And the sun rules your rising sign of Leo. So it's even more of a factor in your life. Um, Scorpios, of course, never look at things in a very shallow way. They always go deep. <laughs> they always dive down and uncover that which is hidden, which can be surprisingly wonderful or surprisingly disturbing, depending upon what one is encountering as a message at that time. So it might be an indicator of some news at that time that might be challenging to you, but that would have to be folded into what is happening in your chart around that time as well to know its full meaning. So let me just do your transits um, and progressions, the, the whole list of all things that are going on here, and I'll jump to that period of, of 2023 and see what is going on around that time that might weigh in with a more particular 
answer to that question. So, um, well, that's interesting. It is, it is the day, actually, the next day. Um, the eclipse is on May the 5th, uh, right? And then just about 11 days later, we're having Jupiter make its move into Taurus. But that whole month for you, um, and this is building in during the month and reaches a climax at the end of the month, um, has the influence of, of our dear friend Saturn uh, moving now at that point. Um, uh, it's in that, in that period already has entered Pisces. Um, and that means it's in that time for you moving over a planet that you have in the opposite sign, Virgo, which is your rising planet. And is again, Mars is the ancient and still a very accepted and important ruler for the sign of Scorpio. So the message of that period would be for you and the message for the year of 2023 for you partly will be that that because we're on the plane of existence we're on here, we all of us have to have forbearance and patience because some things, sometimes things take time and there are delays and frustrations that are not meant to stop us or make us give up on something, but make us stop and consider, is that where I should be going and is this the way to get there? And often I'm running into frustrations or delays that are indicative of maybe I need to think about, is this the goal or is this the path to that goal? And so I would be telling anybody with Saturn to Mars, take the pressure off yourself, try to find ways of reducing pressure or frustration, accept that things take time, and then you won't cause yourself any great harm or difficulty. But if you hold that frustration or anger in or let it out without thinking, you could cause harm to yourself or another. So that's the danger of Saturn to Mars. Um, but the gift of Saturn to Mars is that we do need to keep, keep uh, our eye on that we're on this path, we're setting a goal for ourselves, we're trying to reach that goal, but the world is changing and so are we and maybe that goal needs to shift a little bit as we move towards it. Or certainly the means of that goal needs to be reconsidered at various times. And that is something you're being asked to do. Um, you might recall, or I'm going to remind you, that of the, indeed you were born pretty much with, at birth with Saturn very close to your Mars. And so that's indicative of a soul who's come in with this lifelong lesson to work on patience and forbearance and dealing with delays and obstacles that seem to be greater Indeed. than those around than those around you. And Indeed. of course we realize these are building character traits. These are building strength and fortitude. This is building a soul that has greater depth to it. It's like chiseling right into a, into the soul uh, character traits that will be there for the remaining lives that you have to live. So it's a great thing, but it's a pain to go through. Um, and I've, we've remarked more than once on your chart about the difficulties your chart has presented you with. Um, and this just promises to be another year where there is this re returning lesson that you've had in your life about patience and fortitude and uh, acceptance of that. Okay? Bill, is there any possibility of love and recovering my health? Well, um, yeah, in, in terms of, we know 2022 has been a very shocking, disturbing year with Uranus being opposite your son all year, but that's going to be gone in tw once we get to the early part of 2023. Um, 
we don't have, let me just go down the list here. Um, Pluto will have moved off of your Jupiter. So that great struggle with faith and truth is also is fading into the background in 2023. It's no longer there. Um, so not having Uranus on your sun, not having Pluto on your Jupiter, it's definitely taking things down quite a bit in terms of intensity. And they're not, they're not doing any powerful things in any challenging way in your chart in 2023. So going to the next level, look out the three outer planets not being causing any great challenge. It's, it's left to Saturn then, which does enter your seventh house, has entered your seventh house off and on this year and gets in there to stay in January. And the seventh house is the house of relationship. It is the house of partnership. And it says these next couple of years in your life, 23, 24, 25, into 26, certainly, these are going to be some of the most significant years in your life. You had it happen about 29 years ago for relationship and partnership matters. Um, and that I'd be telling anybody that now the focus will be relationship. The focus will be partnership. The time of dealing with struggles and health and healing matters. They're always there because we always have to deal with our health. That focus goes away in 2023. Not only does Saturn move into your seventh house but so to stay, but your moon is about to enter there. Um, is it this month or the beginning of next month? Um, it, on December 22nd, on, on the, basically on the solstice. Everything is moving into your seventh house, Deanna. Everything's moving into the house mm -hmm. of relationships, of partnerships. And good relationships will get better. A difficult one will be healed. A new one that is more important and more meaningful could start. It's a time of like being behind a screen or shadow for the last several years. It's like being brought out into the light again. It's about being brought out into the public again. Life gets more serious, but it also seems to be seriously advancing. So yes, if, if I would just casually look at someone's chart and say, what's going to be happening? I'd say, oh, the last couple, last three years for Deanna, it's all about, about health and healing and, and dealing with suffering and, and healing. And now her whole life's going to turn and focus on relationship and partnership. Okay. Thank you so, so much, Bill. I will call you this week, and I want to listen to all the other people you help. Okay, so sure, much. sure. Okay, sure. I'll put you on. I'll put, just put you on mute then. That's fine. Okay. Good to talk to you again, Deanna. Mm -hmm. I'll speak to you later. Okay. Bye. Bye. Okay. Um, let's call on the next person. Um, and let's see how we do this again. You're muted and unmute. Uh, how do I do this? I always forget. No, I want to do this. That's right. Okay. 860. The area code is. Uh, you're on with Bill. Who's this? Hi, this is Amla. How are you? Oh, hi. Hi, Amla. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you. Good. I think you've called before, right? Yes. Yes. My birthday okay. is actually this Friday. It's December 16th, 73. <laughs> well, happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Good for you. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, my, my partner is, is also a Sagittarius, and she started celebrating her birthday in November, continued into this month. Ah. So she's been doing it. Yeah, she she takes more of a birthday month than a birthday day, so which is fine. <laughs> um, That's cool. So, hopefully, you have many days of, of birthdays. Um, what can I do for you, Emma? 
Sure. Um, so, you know, it's my nodes actually, my, my North node is in Sag and my South node is in Gemini. Um, this has been a difficult yeah. year with endings and beginnings this year. Just wondering about next year. Um, the nodes are changing, so I'm really excited about that. <laughs> I know it's July, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm very excited about the new nodes coming in. Um, but I don't, anything you've got, um, like relationship wise, maybe transits there, um, and career. Sure. sure. Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, everything. <laughs> let me, let me, let me look, let me look at the wheel and let me look at the, what's happening here in 22 and look ahead to 23. Um, and just sort of, I sort of eyeball it first. So just eyeballing it first, looking at that progressed moon, um, yeah, you, you were born with the, that, the nodal axis there in Sag Gemini. And, of course, your progressed moon has been moving through that, uh, the sign of Gemini for over two years now. But that means you've only got about three more months to go. Um, okay. And that means there's a big shift of energy coming um, because when the moon changes signs, it evokes a new sort of window upon the world that we're sort of experiencing life through, I like to say. You're born with the moon in Virgo. That'll always be yeah. your preferred emotional sort of vibration. But as it goes through different signs, we experience that window upon the world, and it can be one that we find well good or find more challenging. Being in Gemini the last it. couple of years, it's been a time when you've been challenged to work on your intelligence and your networking skills, your communication skills, not yeah. something you're uncomfortable with at all, but still it can be that life keeps throwing me challenges that I have to solve. Yes. That's why we call it a series of intelligence tests and intelligence being measured in this sense, not in terms of your knowledge, but of your adaptability that as you yeah. encountered something and it didn't make sense or you couldn't find an answer, you didn't get stuck but you remain flexible to look around the corners, to look from, at things from different angles and realize, oh, I'm just looking at this thing the wrong way and there is a way through here or there is an answer here, whatever it may be. So it, that right. was the thing is keep on rethinking and resetting your mind. Um, as the moon goes into cancer now, um, we now okay. move into the first sign of water um, and that will happen okay. in sort of the third, third week of February of 2023. And things okay. will get more emotional. You're going to be um, really feeling feelings more and being okay. more sensitive about, concerned about, okay. you know, security and caring and nurturing. And part of you will be, you know, feeling strongly about the home and family where I come from and looking at the home I'm in now and, considering that home that I'm moving to. And so it's a very yeah. sensitive time, a time okay. which makes you, and, and again, this is a part of where you're tested in life because remember you were born with the teacher, with the tester, with the planet Saturn in cancer. Yeah. Oh. So your test in life, your test in life is always going to be a test ultimately of security. Of yes. how I'm rooted. That's in, very true. How I'm rooted okay. Okay, how I'm rooted in the world. And, of course, um, the moon going into cancer will give you an opportunity to reexamine. This is what, on the one hand, what I started with. This is the kind of family I came into, the kind of culture, the kind of upbringing I had. That set the ball rolling. And obviously, it was an accident to be born there. It was meant to be to start things rolling within me. But to set me on this journey to discover that ultimately security, 
first must be found within oneself, right? Yeah. If I'm dependent upon yeah. something outside of myself, whether it's a place, a person, a thing, I remain yeah. really vulnerable <laughs> because yes. that person could leave, that thing could break, that, that whatever it is. So I, my attachments must be internal to that which is meaningful to me, to everlasting truths, to very important qualities of being, whatever it may be. But then once I've had that centeredness, then I can become attached to things that are connected to that. But someone I find in life, we share these meaningful things. Or I find this place that resonates with what I find most meaning, whatever it may be. But it starts in here and finds the connection out there. So I have to recenter myself, find the self again at the center and strengthen my roots and deepen my roots, which can mean sometimes getting rid of things that I was attached to that really made me feel secure, but really weren't. Um, so it's a good time to let go of things that no longer provide security or never did. Um, but, but go deeper and deeper and realign the self with the higher self or the true self. Is that Um, the third week of February, Bill? That's the third week of February. February, Okay. Yeah. Starts about February 20th, give or take. Um, and you will be crying more and you will be laughing more. (laughs) Okay. That's oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and again, again, this is a, important for someone like you because remember, you're more of a fiery, airy kind of person, being yes. that Sag and Aquarius rising and Venus and Aquarius. You want to be an Aquarius and all that, and, and your and your moons in Virgo, so you have some Earth there too. But water is your least present element, and yes. then you have Saturn. Okay. Yes. So yes. you you have you have more lessons to learn about feelings than the next person. Uh, <laughs> so true. <laughs> okay. So, so this is an opportunity uh, to work on those okay. feelings, to feel those feelings. And the things about feelings is that they're not rational often, right? They're, 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 yeah. not, they're in a, like, like dreams. They don't make sense. But, you know, maybe we then make sense of them eventually. But at least initially, they're speaking in a language that isn't based on this binary kind of world of this or that and you know all these kinds of yeah. things that we divide up it's something that's more more deeper or more dim- multi-dimensional but therefore not easy to discern um so okay. you know take pay more attention to your dreams watch your feelings okay. shift and change um okay appreciate appreciate the sensitivity and work with it sure. and you'll be doing okay. you'll be working you'll be fine um, now let's just see, um, cause that, that's the big shift obviously. Um, but other things are probably going on here. So, okay. um, um, yeah, you're also, I mean, let me just come in, up and down the list here. This is all, you've already been in the period that's quite been kind of confusing emotionally anyways in 2022. Yes, Cause it's of been, over your moon. Oh yeah. yeah no. It's been in my face. So this, oh, totally. Yeah. No. That, yeah. Yeah. So this has been, this already had a preview of like feeling my feelings more strongly, but this is going to strengthen that. I mean, you've been, I, I probably told you this when we last spoke, whenever it was, but this has been one of the more confusing times in your life. Um, yeah. and, and yet that also, the confusion's not there to make us confused. It's there to help us let go of the old certainties and parameters of our yeah. life and realize, well, gee, Obviously, something's happening here, and I just got to float through this. And if you do, then you see what you could not see given the old assumptions or limits. So it is, yeah. as much as it is a, a, 
confusion. It's a time of awakening. Uh, it is really an over. awakening. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's a wonderful awakening. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yet at the same time, Pluto's been going over your Mars, which is the planet of desire and action and sort of okay. thrust in life. And okay. that means this has also been a year where in terms of how I assert myself or and or deal with other people's assertions vis-a-vis me pushing or putting things on me, this has been a year yeah. when I'm learning that a very important lesson about boundaries and about oh yeah even though it 22 I have 22 or 23 we're saying is it 23 both or... years for both okay. years 22 and it's okay. a two-year process of dealing okay. with there I have a legitimate need to assert myself vis-a-vis what I'm trying to do or trying to accomplish and that often means with others and I should but there's a point at which I can't go where I am trespassing or pushing too hard upon them and they have every right to say no or not cooperate or whatever it may be and I just have to I can't make them do it likewise other people have every right to call upon me to ask of me to demand of me to do certain things but they can't but they should not and will not or I won't let them make me (laughs) so uh, this is about those questions of you know it's, it's not a fixed line but there is a line of, of where we trespass upon another's sacred space or they upon us. And that's what this yeah. two-year period for you is, is clarifying okay. that. Clarifying. Okay. Okay. And, it, okay. and if yeah. you do it right, you, you establish ever greater self-control as you, by doing that, help other people to take control of themselves too is the whole point of it. It isn't about yeah. winning or losing. That's exactly. the old, right? It's about being an example of what it means to be a person who chooses how to apply herself and really is a model to other people to do the same themselves. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Either yeah. the only control that matters is self-control. <laughs> I know. But then it helps. You know what I'm learning? This year, definitely, uh-huh. you know, the power of silence, really, just, you know, there's, is it really like I, what I'm really learning about myself? Is it really worth saying? I ask that to myself all the time. Is this really worth saying to the person? It probably right. isn't. So I walk away. Right. And, you know, I have to work with those emotions. It's not necessarily disappeared, voila, magic. But I work oh, with Oh, no, no. Because uh, well, yeah. Sagittarius is the sign of the storyteller. It wants to tell the story, it wants to share some knowledge or wisdom. And so to bite yeah. one's tongue or bite one's lip and not speak when you know there's something you need or ought to say, but you realize yeah. this is not the time, this is not the place, it won't be received right. well perhaps, or it's going to be turned in the wrong way, so better yeah. not to speak and yeah. wait for the yeah. moment. Because it's not about yeah. me speaking truth, it's about them getting it and incorporating it. Otherwise Absolutely. it's just me feeling good. Well, yeah. I told them the truth, but, and then they, they took it the wrong way and they, and, and it became worse. That's not what I want to accomplish. <laughs> so, exactly. so yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I tend to be a very quiet person with other people. I just wait, let them talk and whatever. And I, when I like, I'm like this, I'm talking and talking. Right. But normally I'm listening a lot in conversations. That's, and, that's really because an I, art. I, I, I commend you. That's an art really, because <laughs> I'm the talker. So if for me, this is mechanical, but it's getting easier for me. Um, but sure. also the yeah. lesson is of like, even speaking the truth as a sad, it's like, do people, this is another question, rhetorically speaking, do they real, do people, are they ready to hear the truth per se? 
Not many right. people have dug deep. They haven't. Right. So that, you got to let right. them be where they're at. Yeah. Yeah. And yet equally yeah. approaching every person whom you're encountering and maybe have something you might be able to share with them, who yeah. knows what they have and what exactly. I might learn if I just am receptive, you know, and yeah. listen first or listen more. And it might, I might still come out with the same message. No, they need to hear this. This is good. Now that confirms what I knew. Or now hearing how they're approaching things or hearing what they're dealing with, I can't say that. I've got to, I got to do this instead because it has to be situational. It has to fit the moment and the need of the person before me. Um, it's not about me. <laughs> so, exactly. But, you know, uh, yeah. So that's, you know, that's why great storytellers um, are able to weave those tales in such universal ways that everybody hears the same story, but there's a hundred different variations of the story for each individual hearing it because of their own story that they're weaving in with the, the greater that's story, this great teacher or, or, or writer or, or playwright or whatever was trying to tell. They, they, those universal themes are hold it together. So that's wonderful. That's, that's a great lesson to be going through. So and good. It's really good for you. interesting with the, with the Aquarius as well. So the big thinker in me of just like, okay, the mind with the fire with the air really helps me be a good writer, a better writer each yes. time I am producing something, creating something. So... Um, I'm, yeah. I'm really well, yeah, grateful yeah, for my gift, yeah. for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. yeah your joy, you. I mean, your Sag and your part of fortune is in the ninth house of truth and storytelling. So your joy would be certainly in that. Um, so Got that's great. It. Beautiful. Great. Well, thank you so much, Bill. This is so helpful. I'm so grateful. Uh, like, thanks for the warning for February. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, it's... Well, it's You'll, you'll know it. You'll go, oh, boy, I, you know, I thought I was coming out of that Neptune thing and things get clear, but now I'm feeling this, this surge of feeling. And, again, it's not going to be – that's not necessarily bad. It could be wonderful. It just be – I'm very moved by things that affect my security and sense of well-being yeah. and how – Is there a duration for that? Is that a what? certain duration for the cancer, that cancer oh, yeah, turning? Oh, yeah, usually, yeah, usually the progressed moon is in a sign for two-plus years. So it'll be wow. there. I can, so the beginning date is February 2023, and it doesn't leave cancer um, until February of 2025. So it's two years. Wow. Exactly. Okay. That's good to know. Okay. Thank you so much. So enjoy Thank the ride. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Good talking to you. Happy New Year. All right. And happy holidays to you. And to Deanna there. Okay. Uh, Okay. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Thank you, Bill. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. And um, we have another person here. Uh, Area code 303. You're on with Bill. Who's this? Hello there. Yes. Hi. Who's this? Hi. Um, I might be in your system. My name is Allison. Okay. Y- your name is what? Allison. Allison. Okay. Let me let me uh, go into the database. I have a database of just people call for the show. I have Al- oh, I have one yeah, Allison okay. here. Um, March fifteenth, uh-huh. fifty-seven. Yep. Yep. Okay. There you are. All right. Uh, what can I do for you, Allison? Oh, I do astrology, so I love talking with other astrologers. Um, I have oh, uh, my chart here. I have uh, ephemeris. I have what kind of things lined up so we can. Oh, oh good, good. I love talking. I love um, talking shop. 
Oh, me too. I know. And it is so easy to do. And it can just take on a life of its own for, you know, I know this is a radio show, so. Yeah, um, that's okay. <laughs> but you got, you got other colors, so we have to really, you know. <laughs> take oh, no, no, no. Anyway. You'll, you'll probably be my last caller, so just, just fire away. Oh. What, what's, what's on your mind well, today? I, well, I am paying a lot of attention to... Um, the transits have some of the, hold on, let me get my, um, well, the thing that I've been paying more recent attention to is that Saturn as it, uh, is going to be opposing my natal Pluto, but, uh, but I'm not super, super, uh, cause that's kind of a shorter transit and Mm -hmm. I'm not super, super freaking out about it because it can take many manifestations and I've actually already talked to somebody else about that aspect. Well, no, no, so no, no, no wait a minute. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's not, it's, it's not going to be there for several years. I know it's, it will. That's right, I mean, right. Actually, you're, right. Are, are you, and let me see, you're, you're let me see, I've got, you're March 15th, 57, right? Uh-huh, correct. Okay. And so Saturn, you, you say that you're, you're looking at um, Saturn, um, um, coming to, because it moves into Pisces now, right? That's um, a it's not opposing. It is a little ways away. I mean, I'm very, very, very uh, cognizant of it. However, I, it's not my more pressing issue right now because it is still a ways off. As because it, it needs to get into the later degrees of of uh, Pisces. And then it also uh-huh. is doing that those numbers on my on my natal Saturn as well as my Virgo. So it's pretty pretty impactful. And I have I have very 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 strong memories, not good memories, not good uh-huh. experiences of the last time Saturn hit that Pisces. I remember that chapter of my life, and I am dreading it. But. It's okay. Still a little yeah. ways off. I don't have to worry about it today, but it's well right. in my vision. So, right. The okay. thing that I think is really, uh, and I'm because I have a lot happening in my life right now that is very up in the air, and it's also in concerning health issues that are very pressing. But a lot of things are very. Um, um, kind of being reshaped right now, forces that are outside my control and choice, even. Right. So, and that can okay. Be so, so what 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 you what you see coming in in twenty um, twenty three, twenty twenty three yeah, would 20, be 20. my major, yeah. because that that's yeah. the period where it's sort of like all of this shape shifting c- could be depending on how the chips you know, land could be beneficial or could really mess things up even more. So, cause right. other people are factors in this. So right. Right. that being said, what I found interesting as I was looking here is that in the same time in mid April, starting mm-hmm. in mid April and then in mid May, there's that uh, transiting Neptune that's opposing my Jupiter and coincidentally, transiting Jupiter opposing my natal Neptune. So it's a it's a really freaky <laughs> combo because they're starting yeah. at the same time and they end at the same time, roughly. You know, pretty close. I mean, not right. I mean, they go on for a while, 
you know, for a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's well, like, oh, I, my well, God, like I need more Neptune and Jupiter. The, well, just yeah, goes, yeah. Uh, anyway, I well, thought that was well, kind of funny. You, I mean, you, you've, had the, you've had the benefit of Neptune this year and next year on your sun. And after all, you are a Pisces. This is a once in a two-century period for all Pisces to have, you know, basically uh, having Neptune in their own sign, going over their sun uh, at some point, and this is your time. Um, yeah. And it is, it's a reminder again that um, we form ourselves into these forms that are necessary for our self-realization, and we think we know who and what we are and what we're doing, but then we realize, no, the whole point is we're constantly becoming something else, and so is the universe, and so we can get to the period of confusion where I'm not what I thought I was, or the world isn't what I thought it was, and I'm, it can be joyous and can be very, at times, frightening, right? Because um, we like yeah. some degree of certainty. We like to know that gravity's still working, and we're going to get up and not have to float away or something. Um, yeah. But yes, it's been, it's been, it, it, it is, it is a wonderful thing for the imagination. It is a wonderful thing for inspiration and dreaming, but it's a time where having definitiveness and absoluteness yeah. is something that is really not possible. Um, it's right. that mystic's journey. Yeah. Um, that you're in. Right. Um, right. And jet Jupiter right. being the planet of truth of the principles by which I frame the world and organize my life. And for you, it's that moon Jupiter. So it's so important to have yeah. this, this, this thing about Pisces basically sees the forest, right? The whole of the forest and Virgo's like looking yeah. at every leaf on every tree on every part of the yeah, forest. Right. <laughs> it's like yeah, that, that micro, macro, that micro, micro and macro lensing you do. Echo. Mm-hmm. It's going to mm-hmm. quite a, quite a re, like you say, a realignment of all that, um, or a reshaping of that. Um, and so, yeah. And so, um, questioning many, many things. Uh, I know I went to this Mm -hmm. when Neptune went over my son and it was quite a, Mm -hmm. quite an extraordinary period, um, of release and transformation and moving into Mm -hmm. a new phase. Um, and, Mm um, you just have to, you just have to, go with it, right? You have no choice. I mean, it's not like um, you're in charge <laughs> of what's happening. Right. Okay. Uh, right. Yeah. That's exactly, yeah. And um, it is exactly that. And in my case, it's really, really, really manifested. And, and I mean this, like I cannot stress this strongly enough. Total lack of sleep. Uh, well, you know, that, that's I mean, uh, one of the big things. Yeah, no, it no, many, many people I, I found when I had it happen in my chart, my circadian rhythm shifted by two to three hours. I had to go to sleep mm-hmm. much earlier. I got up much earlier. Mm-hmm. And you can't fight mm-hmm. it. You just have to go with it. Um, yeah, and that's but, a common thing with Neptune. It's just you have to let go yeah. of your assumptions or orderings and say, well, that's clearly not working now. And I, I never had an allergy. And all of a sudden I had, I, I had those conditions. I go to the pharmacist and say, these are my symptoms. What do I need? He says, you have an allergy. Take allergy. I said, I've never had an allergy. He goes, you have one now. <laughs> and so, and so, right, right, so right. that was, it was just like just realizing that what you thought was your normal has changed and you just have to roll with that change. And it may revert back once you've gone through the process to a, what was not to the old normal, but to a new normal and won't be so wiggy anymore. But while you're right, in right. it, you just, you just have to right. roll with it. That's it, yeah. which is 
easier for some people to do, like your employer, if you're working for somebody, they may not like you taking a nap at three in the afternoon. But if you work it from home and whatever, you can wing it and say take a five minute break or something. But it, it's 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 your it holding to those old obligations and duties and structures and forms is the challenge in a world that sort of abides by times and clocks and schedules and whatever. But Neptune doesn't care about that. No, <laughs> so, it does not. You know, it does not. Um, so it's the mystic's journey. It's the journey uh, into um, the process of dreaming, dream time, like the Aborigines talk about. Um, it's right. very much what it's like. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's wonderful. I mean, it's wonderful, but it's but, And um, um, so that's great. I mean, I'm good for you. Um, I, 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 I'm glad I'm not in it anymore, but it was a wonderful experience to go through. <laughs> mm-hmm. Look, looking back on it, <laughs> that way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but uh, but uh, is there anything else that sort of uh, you said the other thing that you're concerned about, but not really because you've been through it before, is the Saturn lining up with your Pluto which is just this one-time contact, no, no. but also... Oh, no, that, that one doesn't concern me very much because it's just okay, transit, and it, but it starts to, yeah. like I said, it starts a new chapter as it gets into Pisces, but like I said, I don't have to worry about that, being so concerned about that yet at the moment because, because it's, yeah, it's not yeah. until it gets into the, into the latter part of, you know, I mean, it starts moving that direction. What is the big, the, what is, and that's when things are going to really hit the SHIT fan because I remember that from last transit, that Saturn right. through that Pisces was a time in my life, and I, and I really, really could erase that chapter from my life and feel better for my life. It was well, again, the bad. thing it, it, it was bad. But I never it never repeats. And the lessons, some lessons were learned, and we have acquired new new understanding since then, and we're in a right. different time in our life. So it never repeats. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's rhyming, right? So no, you're born with I that. I know. You know, for you that that right. whole Pisces Virgo opposition. Virgo. Then right. yeah. and then 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 Pisces Pisces yeah. uh, Virgo opposition and right. then there's Saturn yeah. midway between that in Sag right. and so right. it's triggering yeah. that. Yeah. 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 It's 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 uh, and and the and the and, and again this is I didn't even want to talk about this, but also because Saturn goes retrograde so it extends that stay through Pisces and goes back again. So I'm looking at three years. I'm looking at a three year process. But the thing that really jumps is really jumping out at me is really that Neptune that transiting Neptune well actually I was gonna say that transiting Neptune opposing Jupiter, but I, I that's coming up in just a few months. But it's really right, and yeah, I mean, I always say since Jupiter rules our principles that frame our our spiritual and moral and even common sense, all our sensory mm-hmm. uh, guidance in terms of how we conduct ourselves in the world and experience the world in terms of having some greater or lesser measure of truth to it. It really is something you have to be more mindful in that period about um, mm-hmm. how I'm perceiving things and whether this is a good or less good uh, opportunity or person in my life or whatever, because my judgment yeah. may be a little skewed. And so I might, right. I might misperceive 
an opportunity as something that is not, or I might perceive something that right. I think it is a danger, which is, I mean, whatever it is. And so it's good mm-hmm. to have other people around me who are less influenced by this, who have that, mm-hmm. they're still right. grounded in their common sense and understanding right. of things and say, mm-hmm. oh, this is, no, this is a good thing. You should do this. Or I recommend you do this, but, you know, follow your own whatever. People I've found over the years when Neptune goes over mm-hmm. their Jupiter sometimes mm-hmm. made some bad decisions yeah. because they, 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 they forgot what got them to here. They forgot their normal good senses and judge. And they said, oh, but this time I can do this because I know it's going to be good. And they would say, why would you change? <laughs> you, you know, it's, you don't yeah. want to lose the perspective of how you perceive right. whatever's before you as being an opportunity or a danger. Um, and that's tricky. Um, so it's yeah. good to have other people around you as clarifying or, or confirming what you're perceiving is the key with Neptune to Jupiter. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't have that at all. I don't, I, I don't go to, I don't go to, you know, I don't, I don't have a, what would you call like a support network. I don't go, there's nobody I can fight I, in or there's nobody I would, well, well, whose well, opinions matter well, the, to me. I mean, you know, in any sense. Well, not, so. not, not, well, not, not some close uh, friends or a, a, a family no, member. No, no, or, no, 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 nobody. no, 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 okay. no, 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 if something is getting me all concerned and worried, maybe I'm making too much of something. That's the Neptune-Jupiter. It's like, like Jupiter mm-hmm. tends right. to inflate things. And with Neptune, it inflates the dream or the fear, yeah. right? That's the thing. Yeah. So just be careful right. on that. Right. All right. Well, I'm looking at that Jupiter, which is, uh, rules my uh, sixth house. Uh, I'm sorry, right. not, um, sorry, not my uh, – wait. Yeah. No, sorry. Not, yeah, is it my sixth? Okay. Just had a, a, yeah, yeah. A, a, a it was your sixth house, yeah. And 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 again, completely dictated by other people. Right now, my whole life huh. right now is dictated by other people, their actions. Oh. I have to okay. wait, but there may or may not be. Again, <laughs> depending on what person A, B, C, and D do, um, some very serious. Uh, health, not just health issues, but um, surgery. And that okay. would be something that might fit in, in a, without going into any details, and might right. be in that Neptune opposing Jupiter, because that requires medical people and surgeons right. and all those things right. that are well, outside and, and with of Nep- my domain, yeah. you might say. Right. Yeah. right. Well, so with Neptune there, you're going to want to have yeah. always do a test and do a second test to confirm it. You want to have second and third opinions yeah. before proceeding yeah. because the misreading yeah. or, or, or false positives or whatever are higher yeah. when Neptune's strong in a chart right. when it's transiting or or whatever it's doing. But in your case, since yeah. it does rule your sixth house of health and healing, yep. do take yeah. extra steps to double check and triple check things before taking any action. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. That's, that's really Okay. Well, what Allison, what it, it was great talking anyway. to you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes, it is. It, it, so it's really it fun to talk to someone who I would certainly watch with yeah. Jupiter, 
pay particular attention to the liver and the pancreas. Yeah. Mm. They're okay. in pretty good shape, actually, yeah. surprisingly. Oh, okay, no, no. <laughs> I do like my just say, No, good. Okay. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Just keep an eye on them uh, and, and related yeah. factors with that. Yeah, yeah, okay. Sure. No, I got you. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much okay, for your well, time, Robert. It's always a pleasure. Okay, sure. Okay, okay good. Okay. And, have and a happy, happy holidays. holidays. Yeah. And happy New Year. Okay. Happy Talk New to you Year. later. You bet. Okay, bye-bye Thank now. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.